Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. I am Steve Mullen. And I'm Jennifer Mullen. And we're barely keeping our stuff together tonight, <laughs> but we're going to try to do an episode. This episode is called The Nightmare of Cleaning Out Part One. That's why we're laughing, because honestly, we have to laugh about this. Otherwise, we might cry. That's true. Yes. yes. But we're going to get into the Part One, Part Two part of this. But first, Jennifer, how is your mom? My mom's doing well. I don't have a specific anything to mention about my mom. Well, but that's good. I, I'll, I'll mention this because this actually unfolded today. So, you know, I've, I've got two brothers. I have one that lives almost five hours away. And then I have my one brother who's here locally, which you all have heard me mention multiple times. And Steve's also mentioned that I'm the unicorn. I have I have a sibling. A who's Beautiful who, unicorn. Oh, thanks, honey. You're welcome. Um. I have this brother who lives locally and we, I think, make a really great team when it comes to taking care of my mom. And I say taking care of my mom. She is living independently, but there are still a lot of things that we need to do. So we've, we really have figured out a great division of duties and, you know, I take care of the laundry and he takes care of the grocery shopping every week, but also, just because of our schedules and the way things are in our lives at the moment, he's really able to take on the lion's share of taking my mom to doctor's appointments. And there are a lot of doctor's appointments, not because she's ill, but actually the the care that she has uh, is, is sort of this, you know, just ongoing general maintenance. And she's going to the doctor fairly regularly. And I'm just thinking today about how fortunate I am that again r- reminded that that I'm the unicorn and yes, that I'm very fortunate are. that we have this situation that's worked out for us. So anyway, my mom's great. Uh, my brother who's here, who's going through all of this with me, is is great, and we've we've fallen into a really good pattern, and it's working out well for us. So good. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. Good, Steve. How about your mom? How's she doing? Um, you know, it, it we're kind of. More or less status the same quo? status quo. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. I was looking for Which there. I mean, right? I know it's, it's not, not good. I mean, you know, she's positive. got swelling in her leg. We're still right. trying to figure out what that's all about. She's got a pressure sore in her foot. Still trying to get that healed up. But what I found, I had lost some confidence in the health care that was being provided at the assisted living. These are contractors. The 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 nurse practitioner and the doctors are all contractors and. Um, the thing is, I'd never met this nurse practitioner that's been taking care of her, and I'd been hearing, you know, this, that, and the other. But I finally actually met her um, a week or so ago, and um, I will tell you, things have, were not being done. Right. I'm not going to get into details, but things were not being done. Things were not very being frustrating. This goes back very, to we mentioned this previously in episodes about what is assisted living. Right. Hmm. Um, Not so much assistance right. in some ways that you think there should be But assistance. it's interesting, though, uh, we were asking for this test and that test, and what can we do about this and what can we do about that? And I was finally actually at my mother's apartment when this nurse practitioner came in, and it was interesting. The fact that I was there, I think, started boulders running down hills, things getting moving. And I, uh, I guess what it is is that I hate to put it this way, but it's almost like an adult needs to be in the room. And I think you know what I mean. I don't mean, obviously, my mother's an adult. She's way more adult than I am. But the fact is, I think the fact that I was in the room and that nurse practitioner had to look at me 
and come up with answers means that stuff got done. This goes back to, I think we've referenced it in previous episodes. We'll talk about it more in a future episode. It goes back to advocating. Yes, it does. It goes back to the healthcare professionals in your loved one's life, understanding that there are people there who are going to hold you accountable and you cannot ignore that. That's true. That's true. And I think the fact that she had to look me in the eye and I'm looking at her saying, well, what are we going to do? And she had to come up with answers. And I don't know that that's the case when it's just my mother. And it, it sucks. It really does. It sucks that that's the way it is. But I think that's the way it is. Agreed. Yep. So, all right. Let's get into this episode. So, I mentioned that it's called The Nightmare of Cleaning Out Part One. <laughs> so, we have mentioned before that we moved my mother into assisted living. Obviously, she lived someplace before that. She lived in her own little house in a over 55 community. And she'd been living there for 20 plus years. Obviously, we had to get her out of that place and into assisted living. And that's what this is all about. It's a it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare in two parts. And that's what this part is all about. Cleaning out the stuff that needs to go with her to assisted living. Right. Most assisted living facilities expect you to furnish the apartment that your loved one is renting. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the things that, first of all, that make your loved one feel like they're in a familiar surrounding, I guess. Nursing homes, skilled nursing facilities. You want to bring things that make them feel comfortable, that are familiar. And for, you know, for a nursing home, it might be a favorite chair or some wall decorations. And, you know, that might be all that there's room for. Yeah, because, I mean, these rooms in nursing homes, I mean, they're about the same size as a hospital room. Right, right. They're not that big. And then skilled nursing, again, some pictures, small decorations. We encourage you, whether it's an assisted living or a nursing home or a skilled nursing facility, like, bring your loved one's favorite bed pillows. I know that sounds really basic. But Absolutely. it really helps their quality and, of And Jennifer, sleep. whenever we go any place, what do I bring with me? You take your pillow. Because I have to have my pillow. Because you're a princess. Oh, stop it. It's like the princess and the pea with it's Steve. not and quite the, the pillow, same, but I have but to have my pillow anyway. with me. And I mean, I think a lot of people, they want to have their own pillows. It right. makes a big, huge difference. But the larger point is, I, you know, when my mom was in a skilled nursing facility for about five weeks or so, you know, my brother and I did everything we could to bring her the things that made her feel comfortable. Her own nightgowns. Yep her own pillows. Um, I think we had a, a blanket that was like one of her favorite blankets. You know, you, you do the best you can to make them feel comfortable in their surroundings. But of course, what we're focusing on here is really assisted living, which is a, a much more permanent move that you're about to make. And it is one that presents the biggest challenge. If this is not oh something you've thought about yet with your parents or your grandparents, whoever it is that you're helping to move into assisted, you know, living chances are they're moving from a larger house mm-hmm. than what they're going to have in assisted living. Um, and, and frankly, even if even if they live in an apartment and they're moving into assisted living... It's probably still downsized. You're going to have to downsize. Yeah, I mean, so, so let's I, talk about that. In the case of my mother, she had, uh, like I mentioned before, she had a house in an over five, 55 housing development. So that house was a two-bedroom home with a living room, formal dining room, two full bathrooms, and a sunroom. What she was moving into was uh, assisted living that was a two-room apartment 
with one bathroom, uh, one semi-decent sized closet and one very small closet. So obviously huge downsized. So step one of this whole process needs to be selecting what furniture is most important to your loved one. Yes. So in Steve's mom's case, definitely her newly refinished kitchen table is a beautiful drop leaf table. We've talked about this in previous episodes, Steve's mom and dad, when his, his dad was with us, they loved their antiques. They owned an antique business and they had great taste in beautiful furniture. And that, and that this, this newly refinished kitchen table, she found a person to refinish it for her it had just been delivered back to her right before just she went then. into the hospital. Yes. I mean, we're talking a week or less. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that was important to her. And of course, you guys have heard us talk about this before, but we have to keep mentioning it Ooh. because seriously, it 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 produced some some PTSD. The seventy five teapot. Yes. We have talked about this. We're not going to belabor this point, but these are things that we did have to consider when we were moving Steve's mom. Well, but also her her favorite chair. Her couch, her bedroom furniture, yep, and and that hutch that held the, the teapots. teapots. Forget the teapots; the hutch has to go along too. Exactly, exactly. So a big challenge was figuring out what exactly was going to fit in the apartment, and this is really hard. And I am gonna, I'm gonna set this one up for you, Steve. Oh, just just throw it at me. Yes, I'm gonna knock it out of the park. You had a brilliant idea. Thank you. You did. Thank you so about much. how we could figure out exactly what could go from her house into the apartment. And I'm going to, a little side note, a little squirrel. We mentioned squirrel, squirrel. before. Steve didn't know what squirrel was. I still don't know. It's a squirrel. Oh, squirrels change Yeah, whatever. Quickly. It's just weird. Whatever. I don't know. Squirrel, side note, we're very spatially challenged. Yes. We once ordered mulch for our um, flower beds at our house, last house we lived in. Mm-hmm. And... We ordered so much, we offered it to the six neighbors surrounding us. Yeah, we were basically standing in the front yard saying, anybody need any mulch? Yeah, right. Yeah, We were about to to post a public notice. Come get mulch out of the mullen yard because we're very spatially challenged. So this is... This is great, Steve. You had you had a fantastic idea about how we were going to go. Thank from, you so much. You're welcome. Oh, I, I'm Did touched. I fill your bucket? Yo, you, my, I filled your bucket. Okay, we have to explain that. Okay, that goes back to the kids when, when our kids were in elementary school, school. It was a big thing. You had to. Fill if someone each complimented you, 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 everybody carried a bucket around with them all day long. And if someone complimented, not literally, but it was like you carried a bucket around. And if someone complimented Obviously you, it was like filling literally. your bucket. And if somebody insulted you, it was like emptying your bucket. Yeah. It was a whole. Dipped your bucket. Maybe not empty, but dipped it. But anyway. This has become a gag that we've come up with since then. Yep. So I'm going to fill Steve's bucket by saying this was a fantastic idea. So let's let's talk about that. So what I did. um, So reminding everyone that my mother uh, had not actually seen the apartment in assisted living. So she could not really get a concept of the space and everything else. And my mother's actually really good at decorating. She is is not spatially challenged like we are. She's not. So... What I did was uh, I found this uh, website online that has uh, graph paper that you can you can print it out or you can draw on it on uh, online. So I uh, I measured every room in the assisted living apartment uh, and then figured out like a scale. So I figured out each block was three feet. But then then I measured every piece of furniture she wanted to bring along and figured out where it could go based on the scale. 
And so I then printed it out and took it to my mother and, and said, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And we were able to kind of shift things around. And the interesting thing is that initially, uh, I believe we mentioned in a previous episode, initially I thought we didn't have room for the hutch and the 75 teapots. And my mother said, yes, we're going to figure out a way to do this. And she said, we're going to shift this this way. We're going to shift this way and we're going to get it could fit right there. And sure enough, she was absolutely right. So it allowed her to have control over the process, which is really important. We're going to talk about control in a future episode, but it's very, very important because people who are in facilities and going through the stuff that our parents have gone through, they don't have a ton of it. And so it really gave her uh, an opportunity to figure out where everything would go and she could choose where things would go. Yep. And she, you know, we got almost every piece of furniture that she wanted to take. I mean, not every single Except piece of furniture that was Except her small writing desk, there was which was a, beautiful. There was a small desk that, that was beautiful. It was a beautiful little desk, yeah, but there, there was just no place to put there it. There literally was no place to put it. But um, kudos to you, Steve, because... Thank you. It, Even that, my brother, who was hard to impress, my older brother is very hard to impress, he actually used the word brilliant. Mm. He did. Yeah. He did. You're going to carry my, that one around for My a bucket's while. overflowing. Yep. Hang on to it. So step three in this process was to sift through all of Steve's mom's clothing Ooh, to decide what to so move much. with her. You know, decide what needed to go with her. And yes, that was a challenge. This is where the real nightmare began. Right. So, we mentioned this was a nightmare. This is where the nightmare starts. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think. We knew that your mom probably had some hoarder tendencies. And when we say hoarder, I mean, we're sort of. We're I'm going to go ahead and describe it. Right. We've all watched the, term, the show but, Hoarders on right. TV. Okay. Yeah. This was not what my mother's house looked no. like. You'd walk into her house. It looked very tidy and very, really nice and lots of nice furniture and stuff. Furnitures? Furniture <laughs> and stuff. But do not, under any circumstances, open a closet. Do not open a kitchen cabinet. Do not look anywhere beyond the room because that's where all the stuff was. Right. So her closet, for instance, was a danger zone. Well, and actually, let me say this though, before we like sort of joke about the closet being a danger zone, because it, we, we joke about it because we have to, we said to you guys earlier, we have to laugh about some of this stuff because we just do. Actually, speaking of danger zones, if you have someone who is still living independently, we really do encourage you to check their cabinets because in Steve's mom's house, the kitchen cabinets were were pretty tall. And when she moved in, you know, 20 plus years ago, it was one thing. Maybe she could stand on a step stool and get to things that were high up. But really tall kitchen cabinets, you know, so shelves really high, but then also that had just been packed with stuff over time. Mm. I definitely remember having a moment of cleaning out the kitchen cabinets where, frankly, I felt really sad slash neglectful that we had not opened those cabinets. We had not done anything about them. Because when you open them, I mean, things were in very precarious positions Mm -hmm. and they could have fallen out on top of her head at any moment. And that was like sort of a horrifying thing to realize. Um, So that was like horrifying in a way that was like legitimately, oh my gosh, she could have actually hurt herself. Yeah. 
That's a little different from the closet the cleanout closet. situation well, that we're going to talk no, about here. No, because well, I'm telling you, there was mm, stuff on those upper shelves yeah, that could have fallen on but, her head. you know, sh- shoe boxes and bags. Um, her safe okay. was very was precarious. Out, but yes. But anyway. Skull. Anyway, so clearly, closets filled with clothing and bags and shoes and belts and scarves and just about anything else that you can think of. And how were we going to go through all of this knowing that we were downsizing into a, a an assisted living apartment that had two closets? So one day, while Steve's mom was in skilled nursing facility... I went to, I went to her house to start sorting through the master bedroom closet. It was, right, it and was I this. need to say, I'm, let me interrupt you for just a second and fill your bucket. Oh, this yay. whole process was very hard, it very was. very difficult, and I would walk into my mother's house and just be completely overwhelmed. Jennifer did so much of the heavy lifting with this. Aww. And kept us organized. Thank you. And I could not have done it without her. It's not <gasps> oh. possible. Oh. Yeah, I know. If we weren't recording, I might start getting a little teary out oh. and start crying. Yeah, don't do I'll that. I'll try not to do, don't that. do that. But anyway, seriously, she did so much work with this. and uh, But what that allowed me to do was go be with my mother while she was doing it. Right. This is also something something we referenced in a previous episode, which is... You know, if you are fortunate enough to be going through this with someone else, whether it's whether it's a spouse or a partner or a boyfriend, girlfriend, a, you know, a sibling, whatever it is, if you're fortunate enough to have somebody else supporting you, you know, someone has a level head at all times and someone does not have a level head at all times or or someone feels really overwhelmed at any given point and the other person is able to step in. And and I think that's what I was able to do at this point. Right. And My, you didn't have. I mean, you the had some emotions. emotional attachment. It's not as much as I had it's going on. A hundred percent true. It's not that I don't love your mom, but it it, it, it was it's not the same. A, it was a different situation, right. and so I was able to also take the skills that I think I have in my life, which is to be super organized. Sometimes, annoyingly organized. Yes, also, but Steve was able to spend time with his mom. I went to her house, and I started sorting through the master bedroom closet because that was just the place where I just decided let's start here knowing that we had the whole house to go through but let's just start here so there was a trip where I found 47 pairs of pants in the closet that that's not even all the pants what we had decided we were going to do to help also provide some control to Steve's mom who was never going to go back into this house and see anything there ever again, right. which is really sad. We made a conscious, kind of a conscious decision not to bring her back there because it, she would have fallen apart and she wouldn't have been moving forward. She would have been moving backwards. Right. It, it was a conscious been, decision. It would have been very difficult to literally go through every single item yes. in her house oh my right, and have to have her make those decisions. Oh and I, I know that might sound really cold, but I think Steve and I have the recognition that we just had to keep moving forward. And we did we knew we didn't have a lot of time to do this. We didn't have a lot of time. Right. Um so but we still recognized that we needed to give her some control. So we decided she had big suitcases in her house. So my my job was to go into her house, pack big suitcases full of things that then I could deliver to the sniff and Steve and his mom and he could wheel the suitcases inside and she could go through everything. 
with Steve and say, yes, I want to keep that. No, I don't want to keep that. And yeah, so that resulted in, but, in, but 47 pairs of pants, 47 pairs of pants on one day, just on one day of, of cleanup. And, um, just a side note, I have to say this. So no, here we go. I, well, I'm just going to say, I had a moment of just feeling overwhelmed myself and just a little bit surprised. Oh my God, there are 47 pairs of pants and I've not even made it halfway through this closet and forget the spare room closet that I haven't even looked at yet. Yes. So, you know, I texted my dear husband and said, here we go. Oh my gosh, there's 47 pairs of pants. Steve chose to share that information with his mom. That was a mistake. And texted me back and said, she does not believe there are 47 pairs of pants. And I felt horrible because I did not for a second want her to think that I was judging her, making fun of her, any of those things. I was just venting briefly to yeah. my husband, so, but apparently at the wrong moment when he was also with his mother yes. and just had no filter and so decided to share that with sometimes her. Sometimes one person needs to vent and the other one needs to keep it to them damn selves. Yep. Because I did not do that. Yep. So that is true. All right. That so is anyway, true. So anyway. So, but, but more importantly, though, 47 pairs of pants, that um, those weren't even the ones that would fit her. Right. So it was one bin in the bottom of her closet. Am I right? That or yeah, or hanging like in the closet. I don't or remember. There but they, was... These weren't even pants that fit her. Yes. They wouldn't have yes. fit her if we tried. Exactly. So the whole thing with the, the suitcases though, so the whole point behind that is if there was anything she was very nervous about us getting rid of her clothes. Well, and let's say this. It was a really I mean, I'll admit I felt a little mm, uncomfortable. Weird. I felt uncomfortable. I was going yeah. through your mother's yes. clothes. Yes. And this was this was a good And my mother re- loves you and she trusts you. She really yeah. truly does, but it's still kind of yeah, weird it, it's and uncomfortable. Just, it's, it's uncomfortable and 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 again, going back to like I don't want her to think I'm judging her or you know, whatever, but it, it's 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 a weird situation, but it also was just something that we needed to do. And we didn't have a great deal of time few weeks yeah we didn't have yeah. a lot of time um but i would say the biggest takeaway from all of this was it was what we could do to help provide her with some sense of control yes. over what was happening to her which was as we've said before it was really pretty awful so she left the house to go have back surgery one day and literally never went back to her home. Right. Never went back to her home. And that was a really, just a very emotional, complicated thing to have happen. And we tried to do everything we could to provide as much control to her, to allow her to have as much control as she possibly could to make this transition in her life, which was going to be challenging no matter how you looked at right. it. Right. So, you know, we, we would clean out uh, the closet. We would get rid of the stuff that we knew didn't fit her that she would never wear like high heels. I mean, there were high heeled shoes in there that obviously she was never wearing again. Uh, but anything that would actually fit. And we had any question whatsoever about whether she wanted it or not. It went into this big giant suitcase that she used to take on cruises. And I mean, I wheeled that thing in and out of skilled nursing so many times to show her, okay, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? So there's an added bonus. There was the control 
providing her the control over what she was going to take and not take, it also provided Steve with something to do. Because when you're going to a skilled nursing facility every day to visit your mom or your dad or your loved one, it's really boring. It can be a little dull. Let's just be honest. You're doing it because of course you're going to do it. Of course you are going to stay and visit your loved one. Of course. There's literally, literally nothing, literally, literally nothing well, to do there. And, and you know, it, it was during the month. My mother was in skilled nursing during the month of November. And, you know, she likes to go outside and enjoy the sunshine, but it was getting cold. So we couldn't even do that on a lot of days. So it gave it us something to do. It was an activity, a weird, activity. weird type mm-hmm. of activity, but it was an activity. So, yeah, it gave us something to do. So, um and again, again, control, we're going to talk about control uh, exclusively in one future episode because it's a big, big deal. There's not a lot of it for people that are in facilities, for sure. It, it's challenging because while Steve was able to come up with this system to determine what furniture. I think it was actually oh, the furniture, right? That was no, mine. No, no. That was yeah. mine. The clothing was you. Right. The clothing was me in terms of giving control to her, but trying to give her some spatial recognition of what she was going to have was very challenging. And right. The, the so- closets, since she had never seen the assisted living facility before, the idea of the space in the closets was a concept to her. I showed her pictures. I did videos. But it was really, truly only a concept. So getting her to downsize to the point where everything would fit in this assisted living apartment was extremely difficult. So I think, you know, one thing to mention here, and it maybe goes without saying, but just in case you haven't thought about this, prompt your loved one to thin out their... Oh, God, yes. ...house before... house, apartment, wherever it is they're living... You know, while they're still able to help with the process, this is something that my mom, that Gagi, is really good at. You know, she lives very simply and in many ways is really the opposite. Very of, much. Of your, very and there's much. a lot of reasons that she yes. she lives you guys a very moved, You guys moved around a lot. We when moved you were, around yeah. a lot. So she had, ha- she had to keep li- it light. Much more limited income. Um, so, you know, she didn't, she didn't collect a lot of stuff though. I will say, you know, funny sort of aside is that, is this a squirrel moment? It might be a squirrel moment, Okay. except no, that's related. I'm not okay. totally changing directions. Okay, thank you. I thank think this is still relevant. I'm still trying to figure out what a squirrel aside is. Oh my God. Y'all can picture a squirrel in your head, right? Darting from this direction to that right, direction. Right. Like is, just, all over the place. I've never heard before. I don't know what it this is. This is not all over the place though. This is still relevant, which is to say that my mom has been thinning out for 20 years She's 82. I swear to God, she's been thinning out for 20 years. And um, my brother and I have moments where she's passing things along to Mm -hmm. us. And we're like, oh, my God, Mom, like, you're not dying tomorrow. What's happening? You're not dying tomorrow. Why are you giving all this stuff away? And this is a really interesting thing, too, just to think about for, for all of us who are at this age. And we hope, you know. Those are the folks who are listening to us. You're in this Gen X generation, maybe a tiny bit older, maybe a tiny bit younger. 
Of course, none of us want to think about this. No. None of us want to think about no. the, the moment where our parents are gone. And it used to really freak my, my one brother and I out that mom was passing all this stuff on to us. But I let me tell you what. Going through what we went through with Steve's mom, I've been so <laughs> thankful. We're just thanking her. So thankful yeah. that Gagi has done what she's done. And just a quick funny moment. to I mean, funny, because I sort of have to laugh about it. That day, the day of the 47 pairs of pants, which literally that should be in like all capital letters, mm-hmm. the day of the 47 pairs of pants. It's like the title of a chapter. <laughs> Oh, Steve, we should have titled this episode The Day of the 47 Pairs of Pants. I think the nightmare of cleaning out works. Close enough. All right, so the day of the 47 pairs of pants, I came home (laughs) that day, and I, it was like, Oh, you started cleaning out cartoon character. If you can picture like clothes yep. flying out of my dresser yep. and my closet, that's what happened to me that day. I thought, oh my god, I have Jennifer all this has stuff. been Marie Kondoing since then. I have been. It's true. That is true. I am like, and I, I swear had, to God, she's gonna wrap her arms around one of her kids and said, "You know what? I don't." feel like you're bringing me joy today you're gone (laughs) that's not fair (laughs) or one of the cats our children and our cats will always bring us joy (laughs) you steve yeah me okay i'm gone pretty soon here maybe maybe but anyway seriously if if you're if your loved one is starting to give stuff away don't look at it as oh my gosh they're like they're they're preparing for the end it might be this is one thing thank you to them you should say thank you. And one of the things um, that Steve and I, we sort of had this recognition after the fact. I I wish that we could have encouraged your mom. She's got one, two, three, four, five grandchildren. Yes. And now she now she has a great uh, yes, grandchild. Yes, one great grandchild. Yeah. Um, but five grandchildren. It would have been great while she was living in her house, surrounded by the many beautiful things that she did have, and 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 a lot of things beyond the seventy-five teapots, which we know were meaningful to her. Very. But she had other things that she had stories for them. Yes, it would have been great if she had had the opportunity to offer those things to her grandchildren. Right. So she's got four granddaughters, one grandson. Maybe there are certain things that your dad, for example, that they were very special to your dad that she could have said to our son, you know, your your who is sort of named after. Right. Right. Your papa loved this. Yes. And I know he would love for you to have this. Yes. Those kinds of moments. And that means a lot to a grandchild. And you know what I'm going to bring up? I mean, I've got some stuff for my grandparents. Um, up in our pantry, mm. which is not generally allowed to be displayed, is a cookie jar. Guys, this is like the stuff that like nightmare movies are made of. <laughs> it's <laughs> not that cat, bad. Cat cookie jar. It's a cat cookie jar, and yes, the head comes off, and you go in. <laughs> right. and, I know. Did I you know. hear that? The head comes off, <laughs> and you you know, and it's a cute little kitty cat with a bow tie, and it's 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 uh-huh. great. Um, and, oh, and we have the matching salt and pepper shakers. Yep, and, and they're in the china closet that I'm looking at right now. Um, oh, but, God. you know, it's not the it's not the most beautiful thing in the world. But what I remember is it always sat on my grandmother's counter. <laughs> and the, I, I look, I go into How the pantry. How are you not terrified? I go into the pantry <laughs> to get a piece of bread or whatever, and I see it, and it makes me happy. 
And also in the China closet that I'm looking at right now, the China cabinet rather, uh, is this, it's a statue of some woman. I don't know what she's all about, but that was my other grandparents. And that was always on a table in the front of their house. And I just, again, this stuff may not be valuable, may not right. be beautiful, but you rem- <laughs> it makes you remember things about your grandparents. Right. And, and so it can be important. So for instance, you know, if my mother had the foresight perhaps to, you know, bring the grandkids around and say, you know, I'd like you to have X. I'd like you to have Y. I'd like you to have Z. And here's what's important and tell the stories behind them. And I'm telling you, if you can get your loved one to do this, it'll make your, yeah, score. Score. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk about that in part two. Of, of this episode, we're going to have a we're going to have a special guest. We are. Who's going to, I think, share some additional yes. insight into why it's important uh, and and healthy to encourage yes. this type of sort of uh, I don't want to say clean out, but um, spreading of I mean, I joy think of things. Good. Yeah, in sure. Life. Sure. And I and I don't think I don't know that we've really fully said it for this episode this clean out of your parents house is going to be one of the most physically and emotionally taxing portions of uh of of your caregiving journey in general it was it is something you're never going to forget and i can guarantee jennifer you and i will never forget that portion of this caregiving journey that we're on yeah, never. And I there Ever. were some there were moments where we tried to laugh about it. There were definitely some moments where we wanted to scream. Yes, we were about it. Y- yes, we we ranted, we raved, we were mad, we were sad, we were angry. I mean, everything, every yeah. emotion possible. There were moments where I watched, you know, I, I watched you sifting through some things, you know, in a dresser drawer of old pictures and some other, you know, smaller memorabilia type things that were, you know, probably things that were important to your father, who's, Mm -hmm. you know, not been with us for 21 years now. Um, It's, it is challenging for sure. And then there, there are funny things, by the way, I just, I have to sprinkle this in because I remember talking to a coworker one day just about when we were literally at the height of cleaning everything out. And um, she was, sharing some stories about cleaning out either her mom or her, I think it was her mother-in-law's house. And she's like, don't forget to open the zippers and all of yes. the, and all of the purses are all the bags. She's like, you're going to find some funny things. She's like, you're going to totally find the starlight mints. Let me tell you, I found the starlight mints. I don't know yes. that I knew that. Oh yes. I found them in some of your mom's bags. <laughs> I opened the zippers. I had no idea. And the starlight mints were in there. Oh, and my of, God. Course, of course I had to take a picture and text it to my coworker. I don't remember you telling yeah, me that. And we and we had a good little chuckle over it. I, well and also, I mean, yeah. I think you had also said and related to that is open up the purses and un- undo all the zippers there because there might, might be money, money in there. <laughs> there might be there money. might be a twenty in there or a, or a ten in there that they forgot all about. And the, uh, you know this is this is a squirrel moment too. But talking about the laundry, d- you know, doing doing the mom's laundry, definitely with my mom's laundry, 
she leaves the damn tissues oh, in her pockets. Oh, the tissues up the it sleeves. Is, is she, like, is that, she is that level of old lady, old lady now. Thing to do oh, my tissues. God, it's true. So, of course, I don't clean out all the pockets. I did that for our kids, maybe, but I don't do that for Goggy's laundry and I tossed it in the washer and next thing I know when I'm going to pull it out and put it in the dryer there's like little tiny bits of tissue all yep. over the place however tip tip for all of you I did figure out I used to try to like pick it all out of, like off the clothes before I put it in the dryer forget it that's what the dryer lint is for <laughs> it sucks the, all the, you the, stick it the in the dryer yeah. yes you stick it in the dryer it sucks all of it into the dryer lint you don't you don't have to pick out all this and, little and then you pull the you pull the stuff off the lint thing and, and then, then you, you put it in the, the fire, fire pit. pit yeah if you have a fire pit it's a great fire perfect yes. all right so in all our right. next episode so this episode was all about cleaning out and getting them into the facility the next episode is about what you do with all the stuff that isn't going into the facility so this was nightmare part one that's nightmare part two they're just as bad one's just as bad as the other but as Jennifer mentioned, we have a special guest coming in. She has a lot of information about what you do with all that stuff. Be sure so, not to miss it. Do not miss it. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. Uh, as I've mentioned in many, many episodes before this, if you would like to get in touch with us, there are many ways to do it. You can email us at caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at, here's the phone number, 804-723-1221. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear, how's your mom? How's your dad? Tell us a story in a paragraph or two, and we will quite possibly use it. And you have to know, if you contact us, we may use it. So please understand that. You can also find us on Twitter. The handle is GenXCaregiving, at GenXCaregiving. So we hope to hear from you soon. We hope you will subscribe at whatever podcast distribution site you use. Uh, we hope you'll leave us a review. And we hope to hear from you soon. We also hope you have a great day. Good night, everyone. <laughs>